West Tigers fans, we asked for your predictions and you have come through. We'll find out who you are picking for top try scorer this year, who you're picking for, how many games the West Tigers will win this year, where they'll finish on the ladder, and, of course, your favourite player as well. Will I be able to pick a favourite player, seeing as I've been heartbroken again? Find out soon on the West Life Podcast. Welcome into another episode of the Westlight Podcast. I am your host, Josh Barnett. Tonight, a very, what am I going to have to say, we've done this for a few years now. It's becoming one of my favorite episodes to do. Uh, I quite like hearing, I started this podcast up and I wanted to make it interactive with uh, with the fans. We do these live streams on YouTube, YouTube so please, yeah. Give us a follow and a subscribe on the YouTube channel and shouts to everyone tuning in on a Wednesday evening, despite there not being any West Tigers games this weekend or next weekend for that matter. But um, yeah, the preseason preview, we've had yeah quite a few last minute uh, entries today and filled out a big long form of different questions. Looking forward to seeing the results of that and hearing from my co-hosts, I've currently got one co-host, the other, another co-host, running a, a little bit uh, a little bit late, the stats man on a night where it's uh, all about numbers and graphs and that sort of thing. The stats man's running late. We'll see if he uh, pops in, but uh, we'll go to Mr. Bashara in the red room. How are you this evening, Roberto? Yeah, good, mate. How are you, Josh? Hope everyone's well out there. Uh, looking forward to doing this uh, now that the footy's starting again. Plenty of banter amongst my mates and and giving them grief about telling them where I think their team's going to finish. And they're obviously putting a lot of shit on me with us being the reigning wooden spooners. But, yeah, it should be a bit bit of fun tonight. Absolutely. And we will get straight into the predictions. We normally start with news uh, at the top of the show. But I have to say, Roberto, I know it's only early in the year, but I feel like – so, obviously, for the show, I – dig around and try and find some news on the internet, basically just through Google. And there's just nothing about the West Tigers anymore. Usually there's something somewhere. I know there's a couple of, yeah, a couple of weeks off of nothing really happening, but there's usually leaks of this and rumors of this and this paper's having a crack at us for this or something going on. Does it feel like the West Tigers news cycle has dried up this year? What's going on? Yeah, I think they're, they're sticking to their word of not letting any leaks come out. I, I guess it helps that uh, our first round split in half and, you know, there's a lot of lot of focus on the four teams playing in Las Vegas this weekend. And, you know, obviously we're not playing till round two, which is another three weekends away. So uh, I think they'll just save whatever headlines they've got for us for when we're about to play Canberra in round two. Uh, so first... Straight off the bat is we'll talk about coach Benji Marshall. I asked you to rank out of 10 your confidence in Benji Marshall, and it's a solid seven for almost half of the uh, respondents. So 45% of you said a seven. Uh, We've got three tens, three people are all in on King Benji, a couple of nines, and then about nine 
uh, eights, and yeah, not. It seems everyone basically at the very least is giving given. Look below a pass mark, we've got what ten ten percent. So about ninety percent of West Tigers fans, Roberto, are at least giving a pass mark in their confidence for Benji this year. Yeah, I, look as we said Monday night, I think we've got to wait and see. You know, I, I know he did. He had the headphones on last year, and he was making a lot of decisions in game time. But I think we've got to at least give him eight to ten rounds, and then make a decision from there. Whether you've got hope for him being the right man for the job or not, what I will say is, I think other than the trials, obviously, I wasn't happy with the trials, but everything he's done off the field, everything he's tried to do in terms of building culture, setting standards, uh, you know, trusting each other, I think. He's definitely got a massive pass mark there. It'd be like an eight or a nine out of ten. So he's got everyone, you know, believing in what he's saying and 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 being on the one page together. But you know, the proof's going to come now in the games, and I just I just hope we do get some wins. Um, I won't put down what I voted there because it, it won't go down very well. But but in terms of what he's done preseason, very happy with what he's done. But you know, we can all talk the talk. We've got to walk the walk now and start and start improving and start winning some games. Yeah, I think at the very least they'll get up and play for him. I know the Dragons trial doesn't really back up that claim for me, but I think come round two down in Canberra and then Leichhardt the following week, I think the boys will come out and have a red hot go. They the Warriors trial, they did look fit and at least very yeah, the four pack has given me a bit of confidence. The the back line, apart from Dream Buller, yeah, leaving plenty to desire but having faith that Benji's kept his cards closer to the to his chest for the preseason and yeah we'll basically unleash a bit uh speaking of unleash here he is the stats man uh someone in the comments said have you got a late note as for being late tonight oh, I didn't know I needed one <laughs> <laughs> straight to the principal's office to explain we'll call your parents see why you're uh while you're late tonight. How are you this evening, Mr. Thompson? Yeah, good. Thanks, Josh. G'day, Rob. G'day, everyone listening in. Um, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good tonight. Been enjoying the um, the Matildas game that's on at the moment while I was trying to multitask and not being particularly good at it. So <laughs> here I am now and ready to roll. Uh, we're talking about Benji Marshall as the confidence mm-hmm. in Benji coaching this year. What, are your th- what did you rate Benji out of 10, your confidence in him? How do, and how do you think he'll go this year? Well, I can see I was in the majority. I gave him a seven. Um, I'm of the belief that at this point in time, we should have a little bit of faith in him. I've liked so far what he's done and what he's had to say uh, throughout the preseason. Um, the relationship he seems to have built with um, Shane Richardson as well is giving me some confidence that he could be the right man for the job moving forward. I think um, the main thing, though, is... Uh, walking the walk as opposed to talking the talk. And obviously we've got to wait a little bit longer for our season to start. But um, once we, once we get rolling, it'll be interesting to see how, how he has the team looking. Right. Uh, moving on to the forward pack for uh, this year. So I asked for the best performing and most improved. So to, yeah, basically let us know on that one. Uh, Rob, who, Firstly, with who will be our best forward this year? Who did you I, go with? I, I went with the safe option. I, I thought Appy Coruscant 
probably should have been our, our best player or named best player last year. And obviously, Jareen Buller, Buller uh, pipped him at the post there. So I would say Appy would be our best forward. I'd love it to be Papali'i or one of the other, you know, running forwards. But I mm. think uh, Appy Corosau is too integral. And, and, you know, we discussed it on Monday night. It seems like Benji's really based our our attack or our yardage attack around Appy Corosau. So I, I think he'll end up being our best forward. As what about you? Yeah, I've I've agreed there with Appy. Um, it was it it was obvious how integral he was to our side last year, and I think um, he he'll be the the main man again this year. Um, he'll drive the attack forward. He'll give the he'll lay a good platform for the forwards out of dummy half. And yeah, I think Appy he may and he may even be goal kicking again as well. So I think Appy's the like Rob said the safe option there, and I can see a lot of the public agreed. Yeah, forty-one percent for Appy, uh, thirty call it thirty-five percent for Steph, and that eleven percent kind of well, maybe that's a bit of hope. What you're saying, Roberto, because that's Isaiah Papali. So, yeah, those three guys, big standouts. I'm gonna I'm gonna swing for the uh, the silver medal there. I reckon Steph. I've I've talked him up in the trials. I think he looked unreal. I mean, Appy's Appy is gonna yeah be him, but I reckon. I don't know if you can call it a breakout year for Stefano because he's probably he's already played Origins. Can't really break out even more, but I think a next level, next level up for uh, Big Steph this year. Uh, most improved, as I'll let you go first on most improved forward. Most improved, I went Justin Matamua. Um, we obviously didn't see a lot of him last year, but I think with the departures of Bloor and a couple of others up there in the forwards, uh, Joffer as well. Um, I think we might start to see a little bit more of him this year. And I think, and I'm hoping that he'll put his best foot forward and uh, have a have a pretty decent season for us. But you're a better? Yeah, I probably gave my hand away. I put down uh, Isaiah Papali'i because, unfortunately, given the money he's on and the expectations we had of him last year, he didn't really have a good year at all. He scored 17 tries for Parramatta in the two prior seasons. And I think he only got a couple for us, and one of those might have been off a bomb. So um, I'm hoping Isaiah Papali is the most improved. I'd love Appy Corosau to be our fourth or fifth best forward because if Appy Corosau is our fourth or best, fourth or fifth best forward, I think we'll be having a big year because that mm. means every everyone's really firing. Yeah, so it won't. I don't think it'll be a good thing if Appy's our best forward. So I'm hoping Steph and and Bateman and and Steph uh, and uh, John Bateman and uh, Stefano really step up along with Isaiah Papali. So a quarter of the respondents went for Nua Pole. So a bit of a spread on this one. Uh, next highest, uh, you wouldn't guess it, Alex Seifarth with 17% of the votes. So a few people may be imp- impressed in the trials with Big Red, think he's in for a step up this year. Isaiah Papali next with 15.6%. Uh, then Steph with 10 uh, Matamua with 9 and as was uh, Samuel Fainu. So uh, interesting there. Righto, we'll move on to the back line. So best performing player in the back line. It's a big, uh, big Pac-Man uh, pie graph here. Pretty obvious who it's going to be. Uh, whose turn to go first is it? As. Um, I think it's, yeah, I agree. I think this one's fairly obvious. I think Jareem is once again going to be the standout in the in the backs for us. He was sensational last year. Um, you could say it was a 50-50 on whether he or 
Appy deserved our player of the year, but uh, you can't begrudge it to him. Uh, once again, I think a lot of the attack is going to come through him as well and his abundance of talent. And I think he's, yeah, I think he's going to come on in leaps and bounds this year too. Roberto, you going for yeah, the dream? Yeah, ha- has to be Buller. I mean, the only thing that could stop him from being our best player is second-year syndrome, which has happened to some players in the past. But, you know, given how he's performed pre-season, uh, the fact that we've got Greg Inglis on board as a mentor, um, I, I think, you know, and also the fact that we've come last, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of players there that are going to be really striving uh, to do the best they can. And I think he'll be the one sort of leading the way. And I just want to see his, his, his involvement in attack get a bit more so and, and obviously like he couldn't just jump in and, and and be, you know, the man straight away when he came in, but like his defense is magnificent. He does chime in occasionally in attack. We just need to build some backline movement and uh get uh Jareen Buller involved a lot more. So more than three quarters, seventy eight point five percent with went with Jareem. Next highest was nine point two percent. Can anyone have a guess? As have a guess who was second highest? I mean, it's not really a guess when I can see the the color coding on the screen. I reckon Josh, ah, it looks you're, like you're cheating. <laughs> it looks <laughs> like it's Lachlan Galvin. Yeah, Lucky Galvin. Yeah. So, yeah, a few people expecting big things from Lucky Galvin this year, right? Most that wouldn't, have, that wouldn't have been my guess, though. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, uh, you've cheated in the game. That's all right. Uh, you can... uh, Rob, who have you gone for most improved this year? Well, I, I don't know if the guy's improving because the might the guy just might have been good all along and he's just never had a chance in first grade. But I'm going Lob City. Uh, I think he's going to, you know, fill down one of those wing spots. Certainly couldn't argue if anyone picked Galvin because from what I saw on the trial on Saturday night, uh, Galvin looks the goods too. But I just think I just think he's a ready-made winger. Uh, love what he does in the air. Uh, I think he's going to be an attacking weapon for us. And I think if, you know, Benji's fair dinkum, uh, Lob City gets a nod in game two or game one, but round two. Yeah, he's got to be there for me. What about you, As? Most improved, did you, did you say? Is that the next one? Yeah, most improved backline, yeah. So I went um, not necessarily for improvement, but getting more game time and um, having a bit of a bounce back year after what was a rather injury affected season last year i said charlie staines i think uh we definitely haven't been able to see the best of him um that awful medical emergency he suffered in the game against manly at campbelltown was very unfortunate um and he never really got back onto the park other than half a game against the raiders later in the season so i'm hoping for a big bounce back year for charlie uh yeah interesting charlie yeah we you boys have gotten second and third there. The 36% is Lockie Galvin. I mean, most improved when you haven't played first grade at all. Can you really call it an improvement if you're a rookie? But semantics, I guess, it's what this is all about. 12.5% Lob City and 10.9% with Charlie Staines. Yeah, they'll... yeah, Staines, he wasn't expecting that. Buller getting 7.8%. And a few for Justin Olam as well. That's interesting. A few people think Olam. I mean, he was a little bit underwhelming last year. So if Justin Olam can improve this year, good sign. If you had for... if you had a rookie of the year question, I have no doubt that Lachlan Galvin would probably command probably about seventy five percent of those votes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, righto, moving on to your favorite 
West Tigers player who I I look everyone knows who was my favorite player. I still haven't got the heart to take him off my uh, background <laughs> here. Have him watching over me like the the god goddess he is, or god actually goddess is a female like the god he is. <laughs> uh, Rado, has anyone got an answer for this? While I try and think of an answer, was... yeah. Again, for me, I went Abby Corusau, and it's not just because I think he's the best hooker and, and the most fun hooker to watch in the game. I think Abby Corusau is all of us. I love the fact that he's actually a West Tiger supporter. So it's like it's like he's literally just one of us going on the field and doing the best he can. And I just think he plays with so much passion and so much heart. Even the other night, he didn't have a good game, but it wasn't for lack of trying. He actually overplayed his hands. So he is my favourite player. I mean, you know, Jareem's going to have to have another year or two and he'll probably take over. But, but right now, I love uh, Abby Coruscant. I'm loving that Billy Idol haircut. <laughs> uh, it is hot the city tonight. Alice, yes. what... what uh, you were... You who, were... Who, Rob, you were saying that um, that haircut that Appy's got now, or the hairstyling, is more of a reward than a punishment, weren't you? I, I, I think I think he rocks it, and I think Josh, we might have to combine <laughs> a couple of things. There might be hot in the lob city, so I think we're, ah. we've got we've, we've, we've got a few things going on there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who'd yeah. you go for as my favourite player? Probably still Adam Dewey. Um, I just love that he's been here for quite some time. Uh, he and the club are sticking by each other. Uh, I just I like his passion and his intensity, and I'll always remember the um, the scenes from Tales of Tiger Town uh, when he was giving it to Adam Reynolds during that Bunnies game that went to a that was a that was the golden point one. That was yeah. yeah, that was a heartbreaking game. But watching that footage later on, I I, I quite thoroughly enjoyed that. I agree that uh, Jareem probably needs another year or two, but he's he's right up there as is Abby. So, yeah, Jareem's got over a third of the votes, 34%. Next highest, uh, Appy with 28%. And after that, Johnny Bateman. So, yeah, the Englishman getting five votes. Uh, you're the oh, Did you submit a form in this as with Adam? I'm pretty sure I did. Um, I think I clicked on it again to edit my responses. I don't know if that takes them off your... Um... Off your, Shouldn't do. Like, well, collection. you by your poor old Adam. He went from having quite a few. You're you're his number one fan. It is confirmed. Awesome. You're the only it. one. Uh, Twally had six percent as well. Yeah, I mean, Jareem's an easy. I don't know. Let me think about it as the year goes on. See if anyone can capture my heart. Josh, it's <laughs> quite interesting too. When when we did this a couple of years ago, I think the votes were almost evenly split between Dane Laurie and Adam Gwaihi. So look how times mm. have changed. Yep, yep. They come and go out of your lives quickly. Yeah. I think the yeah. same year, Noffa was well and truly up there as well. But then the following year, which was after all the drama happened and he lost his spot in the leadership he off. group yeah. that he mm. that he fell right off to. Mm. Uh, shouts to Paddy Sills too. He's submitted a form in this uh, as well. So no Noffa Luma for him to tick this year. Needs a new, new tattoo on his other wrist. We'll find out who. That'll be, I guess, later in the survey. Who will score the most tries this year? Apologies, someone uh, tweeted us today. I forgot to put Stafford Toa on the 
list. I knew I forgot someone. I had 30, not realizing um, because some players were on tra- like outside the top 30. There's more than 30, so Stafford Toa, unfortunately, I forgot till late today to put him in. So I think uh, that listen, I did go in and vote for him. But as who who are you picking for most tries this year? And it's there's one outstanding, but yeah, a, a little bit spread. This question. Yeah, just for the same reason that, like I said, I think he's going to have a bit of a bounce back year. I went Charlie Staines. I think he's got a lot of talent. We saw. Um, in one of his earlier games when he played for Penrith, where he scored four tries in a game against the against the Sharks. I think that was only game two or game three of his career for him as well. Um, he's got a lot of talent, I think, with a better halves combination this year that he could see a bit more ball as well, as long as his centre shares with him, whoever that ends up being, if he, if he is on the wing. Um, so, yeah, I went Charlie. Rob? If uh, Junior Tupu locks down a wing spot, for the season, uh, Aaron and myself can't be right. Uh, so I've, I've actually gone Alex Lobb because I actually think he's going to get the other wing spot. So it'd be interesting to see how that works out. So mm. Alex, Alex Lobb for me, he's got he's got too much presence in the air, and and you know we're going to be relying on a kicking game in the red zone. I don't think we're we're so great with our our backline shapes. So yeah, I, I went Alex Lobb, but again, it's pended on him getting a start. But I think once he gets in there and scores a few tries. I don't think he'll be getting kicked out of first grade for a long time. Yeah, you're not alone there. Another, another nine other people said Alex Lobb. Uh, Dream Baller was number one with about a third of the votes and then tie for second with Charlie and Junior. But yeah, Alex Lobb right in there. So yeah, can we get the ball out to Jaden Sullivan getting a few votes and Justin Ollum, uh, 10% of the vote. As well, so that'll be interesting. I mean, this one, next question, maybe the most, the highest percentage, nearly. Which West Tigers club debutant are you most excited to see play this year? As I said, Justin Ollum, I think he's going to have a bit of a bounce back mm. year coming from the storm. Um, and we saw an excellent tackle from him in the trial against the Dragons, and I just want to see him lay out a few more players like that. Uh, Rob? Yeah, after Saturday night, I put down Galvin, but that's a, a photo finish from Alex Lobb. Yeah. Yeah, Lobb City's definitely become exciting for me, but Galvin, I'm all in on Galvin. Yeah. To see yeah, him Gal- play. Galvin changes our season if he if he lives up to the height. He really mm. does. It's Because we've been missing a... A, a half that demands the ball that can, you know, put guys in holes at times he's passes so well. I, I just think, look, again, it was only a trial that, and, and we didn't score many points from what he did too, but it's, yeah, for, for, for a kid that's hardly played first grade and, and going into no offense, a pretty poor team. Uh, he, he looked like he'd been on this stage for a long time. Mm. Yep. No, he, um... I- my concern with Galvin at the moment is if he takes a bit of a hard hit from the forwards in some of the teams that he could be in a bit of trouble there. Um, obviously, he's only, what, only 18 or 19, and there's a lot of big boys in the NRL that he's going to be coming up against. Think of yeah. guys like Asofa Solomona, um, most of the Dolphins boys. Uh, the Warriors forward pack is pretty beastly as well. There's a lot of big, big boys out there who he's going to have to contend with. No, I accept that, but I mean, he's he's bigger than Bud Sullivan, and 
I don't know. I, I and just from what I saw on Saturday night, I don't think Lockie Galvin would give two hoots. That that's how deep he digs into the line and he straightens mm. his attack up as well. I I don't think he cares about his body. Like he's just a winner. He just wants to play footy and he's an absolute natural. So if yeah. if he can if he can do some good things, he's going to make everyone around him look good. Yeah, I love like, that he I, couldn't wipe the smile off his face on on Saturday as well. That was great. Like he was just yeah. having a time of his life out there. Yeah, he's a genuine footy player. He's just, he's, he's a player. Yeah, I yeah. I think he's a, I called him a, a franchise changer on Monday. I think he's he's our next Benji. He he'd be the face of the franchise. Pretty. I really pretty hope so. I really hope so. Uh, stupid of me to leave him out of this next question. though. what would be our best halves combo this year? <laughs> um, I did I did do this poll uh, a couple of like started doing it a couple of weeks ago and. Yeah, as the preseason hit, I I didn't know if he'd play first grade, but he's rocketed up the rankings pretty quickly. So uh, I had Fainu, Sullivan, uh, Dwayne, and Caesar, and yeah, basically just over half said Caesar Sullivan. Uh, that's a pretty easy one. Next highest a Fainu Caesar combo with uh, it's how they sound like. Happy Meals, aren't we? The Caesar, <laughs> Fano Caesar combo. And then the way he Caesar got a, uh, about 8% of the votes as well. But what are you thinking, Rob? Uh, again, I think if you've got that level-headed, experienced, you know, guy that can control the kicking game like Aiden Caesar and then just give Lockie Galvin a bit more space, I think that would be the combination I'd go for. But again, it puts us in a bit of a dilemma with the fact that we'd have Sullivan and Fainu. I mean, look, Fainu's not going to be ready for a year, but the fact that you'd have two halves on half a million dollars plus per year who are actually on long deals, three years, and I think in Sullivan's case, he's got a fourth-year option um, to have a million bucks sitting in in Reggie's, you know, when your, your cap's about 12 and a half million. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of money to have there. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I mean, injury could define which way they go as well. If someone gets injured, well, someone might have to come in or step up or, you know, Caesar might get injured and and then that all changes again. Maybe Galvin plays seven and Sullivan plays six. So, you know, there's there's quite a few things that can happen, you know, pending on injuries. Yep. As? Yeah, I said the obvious Caesar-Sullivan. I think it's the combo we're going to see the most of. Um, and I think it makes sense that they're probably going to start the season, even though you can make a case that some of the others on that list probably deserve a bit of a shot as well. Um, I don't think we're going to see enough of Dewey, and I don't think he's going to be in the halves if he does come into first grade this year. So mm-hmm. I basically ignored all the options that he's in. Um, if he does come into the side, I think it'll be as a centre. So, yeah, Caesar Sullivan, I think the obvious answer for most. The Caesar Sullivan salad. Uh, righto, on to game talk. Game most forward-looking most game. That's te- great English, isn't it? The game you're most looking forward to this year, what did you go with, Rob? I I still put down uh, Penrith. I just I know they're the premiers, so we get to see how we go against the best. And I think as long as Ivan Cleary is coach of Penrith and the West Tigers exist, there's just always going to be that you know the history of him leaving and the and the crybaby thing when they beat us one day. And I just yeah, just love to love to beat Penrith. Where are you as? I went manly at Leichhardt. I'm looking forward to seeing how the crowd responds to Brooks's return, considering 
our last game there last year, he got uh, a very rousing chant uh, for his 200th game. So the the comparison between that game and this return game for him, I think is going to be quite interesting. And I'm hopeful that who knows, maybe both teams could be fighting, fighting for a spot in the top eight with only a few rounds to go. So anything could potentially happen that late in the year. Uh, Easter Monday is actually the winner. I mean, it's very spread. So, yeah, 11 votes for Easter Monday, uh, seven votes for Manly at Leichhardt, as you said, as seven votes for Dragons at Campbelltown. So I guess yeah, the Dragon matchup at Campbelltown is an interesting one. Uh, we haven't played them there for a while. It should be a good crowd. A lot of Dragons fans. Um, yeah, that's it's a, a big drawing, a big draw. So it should be a big, big crowd. It's not far from not a big drive for Wollongong people to head out to. For myself, I mean, Leichhardt, apologies to half our fan base, but Leichhardt Oval, I want my ashes scattered one day. It's probably what's the Leichhardt Arvos? I'm just trying to work out which game. Afternoon. So I was I was thinking the first Leichhardt game, but it's a Saturday night against the Sharks, not overly a Saturday afternoon against the Titans, maybe in June. It's a Saturday afternoon, three o'clock. That's pretty tasty. Oh a sitting the storm. The the answer's right there. Why didn't I think of it? Melbourne Storm. storm. Yep. 5 30. <laughs> the lights, the, the Leichhardt lights glistening off Sean Bloor's. Eyes as he runs out in the in the purple and chiseled abs. <laughs> I can I can catch up catch up with the blow. You are a see how, You are. See a how they're... I'm surprised you haven't organised a Sean Blow float for the Mardi Gras. Seriously, Sean Blow. <laughs> Sean, if you're listening, um, yeah, we can we can. When's it when's it on, Rob? I wouldn't know. I think it's this weekend, isn't it, or next weekend? It's pretty close. It's, I know. It's, it's didn't, in they re- yeah. didn't they revoke a didn't they revoke an invitation to the police? That's so pretty current. Yeah, I'm going to steer clear. I'm going to steer clear for that from that conversation um, okay. on a rugby league podcast. I honestly have no idea what's going on with the whole that stuff. I'm going to move on to get back to rugby league and hope. Um, yeah, shouts to the family. The, the the two men that passed away. Shouts to their family and uh, love. A very sad situation there. Righto, back to the rugby. League, what game are you planning to go to? So you can tick all the games that you plan. I mean, it's a, a tough one because even myself, Leichhardt or Lock, I got a Leichhardt premium membership, and yeah, you have to drag me away from a Leichhardt game to, to miss it. Basically, a wedding or a funeral, and Touchwood. None of those. And luckily, that funerals don't really happen on weekends very often, luckily. So, um, yeah. And but I've got two weddings to go to this year. And luckily, they both sit outside the rugby league season. Shouts to my brother getting married in November, not doing a, his wedding in the footy season this year. So, the Leichhardt's are a lock for me. Boys, a bit hard. As you're going to season ticket, so did you tick every home game? Yep. So I ticked all of the 10 home games at both Leichhardt and Campbelltown. And I also uh, ticked a few of the away games I'm looking at potentially going to as well. Uh, so the Eels on Easter Monday, since you've got tickets for us, I'm planning to go to yep. that. Uh, 
the dogs game, since that's just down the road from me, I might go to that one as well. I'm also interested in heading up to Gosford and checking out that stadium since that's one I haven't been to yet. Yep, uh, and yeah. there was another away game. I might consider heading down to Wollongong when we face the Dragons down there because I haven't checked out that stadium yet either. Yeah, Gosford, the what I mentioned, yeah, the Gosford one's a big one. Obviously, all my family are up there, all Tigers fans. And uh, uncle by marriage, big Rabbitohs fan, so fair amount this that's a that's a big one for uh yeah my mum's side of the family my dad's side of the family they're all tigers fans as well so might have to organize a whole row of tickets for that one once they're on sale i don't think they are yet i just saw that benjamin angus he mentioned that the easter game the tickets are expensive you obviously missed our show i can't remember which show i mentioned it on i mentioned it at the back end of the show to get tickets for Easter Monday, all you need is to find an Eels fan that you don't hate. Bit of a challenge. But see if you can get their member number. Type in their member number as the code on Ticketek for the tickets. And bang, you get normal price non-membership tickets. That's how you get tickets for Easter Monday. So West Tigers fans, find an Eels fan. Tell them to stop whinging for five minutes. Get their members number member number off them. Type in the code, get your tickets. Let's pack. Let's not make it like 2022 when it was just us in a little corner. Suck shit to them because we end up winning. Uh, so a lot of Eels fans pouring out with, yeah, whinging as they always tend to do. But yeah, let's get some West Tigers fans at that stadium. Hopefully another miracle win. So you can, there is a way, there is a way to get tickets. Um, Rob, what? Which ones are you thinking? You're obviously, I mean, the thing about Leichhardt too is it's the closest home, much closer drive for the, the three of us. We all live in the inner west. Are we in the inner west ish? Outer yeah, inner west? west. Yeah. yeah. Inner west. Strathfield's inner yeah. west. Uh, look, Aaron just stole my thunder. He literally picked the away games that I'm thinking of going to. And obviously, I'll be going to all the Leichhardt and Campbelltown games. So it's about 14 games that I'll be attending. So looking forward to it. I'll try and make. I'll try. I'll try and make the Wollongong trip a couple of days and get a game of golf down at Shell Cove or something like that. But uh, yeah, the rest of them will just be normal day trips. That should be fun. Wollongong is a week. It's an. Is it a Friday night? Wollongong. I think it's a Friday night. Yeah. Yeah, that makes it tough. Eight o'clock on a. Perfect. Yeah, not if you work. Work yeah. during the week. It's tough to get down to the golf. I mean, it's possible. Might be able to. Get down there. Show Josh Bennis, one of my best mates, is lives in Dapdo. He uh, he might be able to meet up with him and go to that one. So we'll get him on for the Dragons preview that week. He can tell everyone about the sights and sounds of the. Uh, it's, it's actually the weirdest place I've ever watched uh, rugby league at, guys, because I've been to a few St George games there that haven't involved the Tigers, and it's almost like being in a library. They're just, they're not, vo- they're not vocal. They're just like, it's like they're watching a play or something. But you go to Cogra and it's just intense. But you go to yeah, Wollongong, right. go to Wollongong and they're just very placid, you know, rugby league watchers. So it's actually, it's actually not bad from a, for an away supporter's uh, point of view. Just surfies uh, doing, doing joints or something. Just hang, hanging back, man. Don't know. Are uh, Wollongong and Gosford the only, um, 
the only venues that are that have the stadium like practically right on the water. I mean, I know Gosford has the road between the water and the stadium, but yeah. obviously the beach is right behind Wollongong. Are they the only two stadiums? Like, right Cambridge. on the water, yeah. I mean, you, you can't. Um, see- you can't see the water from Brookvale. It wouldn't be too far. Like it's on Pitwater Road, isn't it? Brookvale? Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not like it's not adjacent. I'm trying to think. I've seen the West uh, Tigers play every. I don't know about New Zealand. Not that it's probably too cold to swim. Anyway, Cronulla. I mean, Cronulla's not too. I've been to a game at Cronulla and gone for a swim before it. You could. You could probably walk from Shark Park to um, Allura Beach. What's what's the one past Allura? I'm trying to think what's closest. It's walking distance, but in terms of, it's actually Cronulla is on. It's on the lake. The what's it called? The water. No there is water. There is water next to Cronulla. I do know this because okay. I, um, when I was younger, I went. So I used to before the apartments were built, you parked on the soccer fields next to it. We had a footy. I had my mate's footy, and we're kicking the footy around, and I kicked. Kicked it too hard, went into the swamp, into the water. Out that football was never to be seen. I think it was a rooster's footy anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But he wasn't happy with me. He lost a footy in the water. So I do know that Cronulla is adjacent to water, but it's not too far from the beach as well. But yeah, Gosford, Gosford has to be up there with one of the most scenic grounds in Australian sport. You got the palm trees and Brisbane water behind it, and the Brian McGowan Bridge. I think I've told this story on the show before, but when I was Australia played the New Zealand residents, and I want to say it was early 2000s, Brett Kamali was playing halfback. I think Lockyer, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think, was Fitless still around? I'm trying to think what era it was, but we won 96 to four or something. I don't know if you can even look this up, but being adjacent to the road and Australia was scoring a lot of goals right in front under the post. It ended up being kids literally standing across the road on the highway waiting for the ball and security would chase them trying to get like, they must've lost eight footies that night because it'd go over the fence. A kid would grab it and run off. Um, Hey, Gussie super chat again. Thank you, Gussie. Just a, yeah. Just a reminder to everyone. You can, Send us super chats and we'll get to them later in the show. Gussie, send us another fiver. Gussie, love you, man. He uh, he's giving us an income all on his own. Um, <laughs> Tamworth. I don't think any of us are planning to go to Tamworth as much as I'd like to. I really would like to do Bathurst this year. So, um, look, if I didn't have a, a toddler, I'd be pretty much going to to all of them. I flew up for Brisbane. Last year, and that was a disaster. Yeah, seeing us get towed up by the Broncos. We're playing the Dolphins. So maybe that would be a bit more enticing um, at Suncorp. The Dolphins and up at Suncorp twice. Twice, yeah, we've got the Magic Round as well. But even the, the standalone Dolphins at Suncorp, yeah, it might be more fun than the Broncos. So, yeah, exciting year. Right, a few... I've got a few people to tell us about their game that they're looking most forward to this year. So Thomas, he said Manly Leichhardt. He's looking forward to Luke Brooks playing the West Tigers, similar to what you said as. We had a couple of people yeah, say Manly Leichhardt for this reason. 
I'm more fearing this game because I think he might tear us apart, to be honest. So, Mitch Moses uh, style. Speaking of Mitch Moses, Eels at Easter, Joey Lulash, he said, got a lot of family and mates who are para fans and usually make the trip every year. It's it's my favorite game of the regular season. I love, apart from well, favorite Tigers game, I, I love the Anzac Dragons Roosters game as well. But yeah, a lot of para, as much as I bag out para fans for um, basically being shit humans, there there is a lot of them and do know a lot of them and yeah, it's always a great, huge crowd. I do prefer when it's at uh, a core stadium next to the Easter show and we get a bigger crowd. You basically get 20,000, 25,000 from both fan bases going to the game. But so is it Combank this year? Not quite as enticing, but a lot of, yeah, a lot of passion in that one as well. Uh, feel free if there's anything to add in these boys, just. Uh, Jump in, Paddy Sills. So he said, "I live in Wollongong and fuck the dragons." So <laughs> nice, easy one. Obviously, still, still angry that Nopper, Nopper's moving overseas. Um, yeah, left the Tigers. Nice one, Paddy Sills. Didn't realize he was down in the gong. So nice, easy drive for Paddy. Uh, Ethan also. He said the Dragons, but Dragons at Campbelltown. He said local to Campbelltown. feel like we should try and make the Campbelltown Stadium a fortress, which it hasn't been recently. 100%. Get out to Campbelltown. I agree with that. We, we've all been out to Campbelltown together. As much as we get our rocks off over Leichhardt, the Lees Club, like you make a day of it. Go, it's a great feed at the Lees Club. Next door, either the Asian restaurant or uh, the bistro there, good pizzas, good burgers. Yeah. It's always a good atmosphere before or after the game. Have a slap on the pokes while you're there. Play more chili. Have a bet in the TAB. It's make a real day of it. I love Campbelltown, Roberto. Yeah, it's always good going in there and seeing everyone decked out in their Tigers gear and, uh, yeah, just the, the anticipation of waiting for the game. It's always good fun. And Gussie just said hit, hit him up too. It's, he's local. He lives down that way. As well, so definitely, definitely, Gussie Campbelltown. See you there. For, I'll be at for all sure. five. Uh, next one. Why am I not moving? There we go. Uh, Phil Rogers said the Dolphins for Magic Round. It's his first visit to Australia in ten years. Wow! And he'll be based in Brisbane. So, awesome. yeah, he's. You haven't missed much in ten years, Phil. So maybe that's a maybe that's a good sign. Phil's coming back to Australia, and the Tigers will be relevant again. Uh, Morty Tigers semi-finals, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, Sharks at Leichhardt. That's from Morty. First game at Leichhardt for the year. Yeah, bring it on. Can't wait. I think for... with the the Sharks at Leichhardt game, uh, the fact that it's Benji's first home game as a coach, and obviously. The home team, we get the uh, the whole player introductions all on the big screen, and I'm looking forward to listening how big a cheer Benji gets when his name's read out as the coach. That, sh- that should be a nice, fun moment. Was he not coach the Dolphins win? I think he was still... Um, I think it was still listed Sheens was the okay. coach, um, even though Benji was like basically in that role. I'm pretty sure yeah. Sheens was still listed as the coach. Uh, ben said the game against Canberra because it's his team. Shouts to Ben. Shouts to anyone who's not a West Tigers fan that listens to us dribble on about the West Tigers. We, we appreciate 
the thousands of West Tigers fans that listen to us. But if you're not a West Tigers fan and you enjoy this show, shouts to you. Well, um, yeah, thank you very much for tuning in. Rob, you've had a few non-Tigers fans tell us that they listen before. Yeah, they, they, they do. But they I think they like the second episode more. Like They don't mind the rants, but the rants are going to die down. But they like the Rob Stradamus <laughs> tips. So I think they're just... Yeah, okay. They're just they're just coming to make money, mate. That's all it is. Just gambling, gambling. We'll get to that <laughs> later on. Uh, Thomas Smith said uh, he lives in Bathurst, so he's looking forward to the Panthers one. Great game last year. Great atmosphere. Yeah, really like to get out to to Bathurst. I wish I was there last weekend too, watching the racing just quietly. It was pretty um pretty good racing. And the week before that, actually, the Bathurst twelve hour was yeah something I really want to get to. As well, I hope it's raining at Bathurst again. The Panthers seem to struggle when it's wet. So uh, if it can rain that weekend in Bathurst, that would be absolutely spectacular. Hmm. Well, the, every time what's motor racing there, it seems to rain comes out of nowhere. So yeah, it must just be a rainy, a rainy place, Bathurst. Uh, righto, what games will West Tigers win? So I basically got everyone to check which games they think West Tigers will win so the ones the highest the most confident is dragons at campbelltown they got 86 percent. it's a lock wow. to beat to to beat them beating the bulldogs at a core stadium on a away game got 75 percent. so pretty much a lock there 68 percent for raiders at campbelltown a bit of a revenge there please as i believe don't if you're going to charge down a field goal don't take out the legs uh cowboys at leichhardt a bit of a yeah, a bit of revenge there, 68%, 63% manly at Leichhardt. So people are very confident uh, in the home games, obviously. 56% for the Dolphins at Suncorp going up to Brisbane. I mean, traditionally, save the last couple of years, but Brisbane, we play pretty well. Uh, I think that's it for 50%ers. Have I missed any there? No. So the rest of them are all under. Dragons and Wollongongs or pretty much 50-50. So, yeah. Uh, do you disagree or agree with those, As? Yeah, I, I agree for the most part with those. I, I picked eight games that I think we've got a re- realistic shot at winning. Um, most of the one, I think all the ones you mentioned are there. So I went uh, basically both games against the Sharks, particularly the, the home game. I think that's going to be a bit of a uh, ride the wave of what's going to hopefully be a crowd pumped to see the Tigers' first home game under Benji. Um, I also said the Sharks' away game. I said both Dragons' games, the game against the Raiders at home, the Dogs' game, uh, the Cowboys at home, and the Manly game. So, yeah, those were the eight I picked. Uh, Roberto? I think the one you'd hope we'd win would be the Dragons at Campbelltown. So that's that's probably the one I'd be pinning my faith on. I, I haven't really picked that we're going to win that many games this year, which I'll, you know, get hung up, you know, for. But, yeah, it's, it's – it's, look, it's just such a close competition. If any team – if we've lost a few games in a row and someone rocks up and expects to beat us, they're going to lose. That's how close the comp is. You've got to come with attitude every week. And, obviously, I'm hoping, you know, we might be able to take advantage of the origin period and, you know, if we don't have reps and other teams do, hopefully we can, we can snag a couple of wins there. But, 
other than you know possibly St George, it's it's going to be hard to beat a lot of the other teams, guys. We have to do something different, and until yeah, until until our team proves otherwise, even with my predictions with the top eight and stuff like that, until I see potential, I, I mean, it's it's just hard to go against the proven performers like your Penriths and and you know Brisbane that did well last year, and and again with the Tigers, if we don't start well, then you know we're 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 probably going to be in for a long season. Uh, I left this question in. From last year, so did what game will Alex Twole score his first try in? That should be interesting to go back and see how many people said Raiders at Campbelltown. Uh, Storm at Campbelltown. Th- Campbelltown. Sorry. Storm at Campbell- wrong Campbelltown game. Uh, Twolly, sorry, mate. 30% of the people said zero tries. Back to the back to the nudie run this year. And then <laughs> had, a, had five for first game of the year. At the uh, Raiders five on Easter, that'd be very fitting that uh, he gets one on Easter. Five against at the Bulldogs at Accor Stadium. Five said Magic Round against the Dolphins. A few at Tamworth. Uh, a few at Sharks at Leichhardt. Look, I wish you could gamble on this. Rob is probably going to score a try this year. No chance. No chance. <laughs> he got yeah, one off a bomb. Not like, one. Look, I, I guess. I guess if he scores one off a bomb like he did last year, it'd be great. But like, why do we want Twally to score a try? Like he scored that try against Melbourne, and then it was just Melbourne domination after that for the rest of the game. It was like the game was over, like our season was over. So, yeah, look, it'd be not lovely if he could score a couple of tries, but uh, I'm, I'll put him down for a no. Uh, as are you going to be a party pooper like Roberto, or have you got an answer, got a game for us? Well, I've got a, I've got a, ga- <clears throat> I've got an, a game for you, but I've also got in my, um, I won't spoil it yet, but there was something Twally related in my uh, random or prediction. prediction. The, I did say that, that one, yep. that question. So, yep. <laughs> um, I think he'll score his first one against the Panthers in Bathurst. I think that would be absolutely amazing. It may not happen. It's highly likely to not happen, but uh, going out on a limb for, for, for Twally. I want it to happen at Leichhardt. I think that'd be. He's got one at Campbelltown. Can he get one at Leichhardt? That'd be as nice. Well, um, let's go. I'm trying to think of the Leichhardt games. Storm. I'll go Storm. Storm at Leichhardt. Ah, oh, Storm again. Yep. Uh, righto, predict the so beyond the West Tigers, predict the premiership winner and runner up. A lot of people on the Broncos, Panthers next highest. Uh, daylight back to Melbourne Storm and then uh, Roosters after that, and then West Tigers after that. So, a few delusional people obviously doing the forms, and then for runner up, uh, Panthers the most votes for, for runner up, Broncos. Uh, actually, no, Warriors. Warriors and Broncos tied tied second. Uh, Roosters as well. So uh, a lot of people think the Broncos, yeah, basically going to run away with it this year. A couple of votes for Manly to make the grand final and the Rabbitohs. No one thinks the Rabbitohs can win it. A few people said the Rabbitohs to make the grand final and lose it. What are you thinking, Roberto, for the grand final this year? Again, un- until proven otherwise, I-, I stuck with the the two teams that played the grand final last year. Uh, I'm not going to tip against Penrith again until they mm. absolutely self capitulate. They have got a tough start to the season. I think they're playing Melbourne, Para, 
Brisbane and then the Roosters. So I just feel that that is a bloody tough draw. So if, I think if they just win two two of those games, you know, that the draw kind of becomes easier, obviously, as it goes. So um, again, they're pretty heavily dependent on Nathan Cleary. So as long as he doesn't get injured or something like that, I I can't go past Penrith. Brisbane are going to be up there. They've still got a good team, even though I think they've lost Flegler, they've lost Capewell, they've lost Herbie Farnworth. Uh, but, you know, they've, they've moved some guys around. They've got Colbo in the centres now, and, and they've got a couple of other forwards they've picked up. So uh, they're, they're still going to be a threat. But uh, I definitely think there's some changes to the top eight. And generally every year, one team that has totally missed the top eight makes it into the top four the following year. That That's happened for quite a few seasons in a row. So it'll be interesting to see if that pans out again this year. I'll, I'll go... The Rabbitohs, they look good every year and they just can't get it done. Are they on the way down or the way up this year? I think the Warriors Warriors got a lot of, lot of home ground advantage. Like, I don't think they're going to lose many games at home. I think they'll finish top four. I'll go I'll go Broncos-Warriors grand final. What about you, Aaron? I've gone Broncos beating the Storm in the grand final this year. I think the Broncos, they've got a, they've got a bit of a an axe to grind after how they let last year slip. And I think the Storm, something, Bellamy's just going to pull something out of his backside um, in what is likely going to be his last year as the head, as the head coach down there. And I think he's going to lift his lift his troops. And um, even though they've lost a few players, I think the leadership of Harry Grant's going to be really strong for them. And uh, that'll get them back to the, back to the grand final this year. Right, I got people to predict the top eight, so to tick the top eight teams. So, well, the Panther, the Panthers, Storm, and Broncos are a lock. Pretty much everyone voted for them. Next highest was the Roosters, not far behind. Warriors, uh, sorry, Rabbitohs, then Warriors, uh, Sharks. So one, what do we got? One, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, seven and eighth. It's close between, uh, basically a tie between Manly and the Knights. Eels just a little bit behind. A few people voted for the Tigers. Yeah, got to be a tough one for the Tigers. But does that top eight sound about right to you, Roberto? Uh, in terms of favoritism, yes. In terms of who I've picked, I don't know if you guys have done a list, guys. I've done, I've done a list of my top eight. I've got. Penrith, Brisbane, Melbourne, and wait for it, Parramatta to be in the top mm. four. I think Par- Parramatta's got an amazing forward pack with the exception of the hooker. Uh, they've got two quality halves. They've got a brilliant fullback. The back line can be a bit iffy, uh, but I, I just think they're going to get back in the top four. And if that statistic that I gave you before, it'd probably be someone like Para or South or North Queensland. They, they, they'd be the most likely to bounce back after what they did last year. I can't buy South guys. They they were like top of the ladder halfway through last year and they dropped out. I, I don't have them in my top eight. So I'll just give you the balance of my top eight. I've got New Zealand, Cronulla, Newcastle and the Roosters. And even though I don't think they can win the comp, I, looking at the draw, I don't think anyone has got an easier draw in the competition than Cronulla and Newcastle. So mm. I just think I just think they're going to have a pretty cruisy ride most of the year. New Zealand are going to still be tough to beat. I don't think they're going to, they're going to, back down at all. I think they're going to be very hard to beat. They could make the top four too, but you can't tip everyone there. And the Roosters, you know, look, they're a, a team of champions at the moment. They're not a champion team, but they've, they've got all the 
tools there to you know to beat anyone on their day and I, I just had to put them in but there's no doubt you know the cowboys have got mad second rowers they could make the eight i've left them out i've left south out uh, you know, there's some other teams there I've left out as well. But, um, yeah, they're the eight that I went with. But, yeah, my hot take for the year was South not making the eight. Uh, as, what are you thinking? Well, I've I've done my full ladder, not just my top eight. But I'll go through the top eight first. Um, my top four, I've got the Broncos, Panthers, Storm, and I've got the Roosters coming back into the top four. Um, and the reason why is I've got the Eels in fifth, the Rabbits in sixth, the Warriors in seventh, and the Knights to scrape in in eighth. Um, the reason why I've had Para just outside the top four, uh, just behind the Roosters there, is um, after the Eels' third bye in round 20, they have a very, very challenging four-week period. They've got the Storm at home, the Warriors away, the Panthers at home, and the Roosters away, and then the Broncos away after that as well. So that's a really tough slog in there before they have the Dragons um, at home and us away in the last two rounds. So I think the difference there, Parramatta probably could be in the top four at that point. I think there's going to be a massive bounce back there with them um, this year uh, with Dylan Brown back in the team and firing on all cylinders again. So yeah, but that little period there towards the end of the season made me think that Parramatta just maybe miss out on the top four. Um, and then, yeah, the, the Warriors, I think they'll be great at home again, but they might struggle away. Um, they'll obviously have a wave of supporters at practically every game they play in New Zealand. I'm pretty sure they have an away game. Actually, no, I don't think they have an away game down there. Um, and then the Knights, they're obviously really good at home too, but I think they'll they'll uh, they'll drop back a little bit as well. But the Rabbits, I see them making the eight. Only just, I think that whole like 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, and even 12th um, I have on my ladder here are all going to be really close, like maybe three wins at most separating them. The Eels are going to be without Campbell Graham uh, for the first half of the season or so, but I think they'll come back pretty strong after he comes back from his injury. Right, and moving on to Wooden Spooner. So Dragons got a third of the votes uh bulldogs and raiders sharing 16 percent of the votes the tigers after that with uh 15 of the votes after that 10 percent went titans a few went the dolphins one for the knights one for the manly seagulls uh, and that's all who got votes so rob is it us is it not please tell me it's not us this year again Look, I tipped the Dragons last year, guys, and, um, you know, the Tigers stuffed me up. So, um, like I say, until until proven otherwise, guys, I'm just going to say that, you know, we're in that position. But, oh, God, I hope I'm wrong. And, uh, you know, we're playing a game in October for the Premiership. So, <laughs> but, yeah, I just, I, I just like I said, new coaches, new halves, you know, reasonably weak back line with the exception of the fullback. Um, there's just, we're, you know, this year's about improving and about setting standards and, and just getting better every game and player development. But honestly, I think our whole season depends on Benji Marshall. I really do. The, the quicker Benji gets it, you know, and, and, you know, then our team will improve around it. So it's just a learning curve for everyone. And I, I'm, I'm just a realist. I just, you know, like I said, I hope I'm wrong, but I just, I just, I just want to enjoy the season as a supporter, get out there with my cat, cheer the boys home, scream like a lunatic. Hopefully we're in most games after the 70th minute. And we've got a chance of winning. And I, I just want to have a bit of hope when we go to a game. That's all. I don't want to be rocking up to a Roosters game saying, you know, geez, it'd be good if we lose 
only by 30 to 10 or something mm. like that. I, I, I want to have a chance to win in every game. So, look, again, doesn't matter what. As I say, every t- every week, guys, I'm saying this doesn't – I don't give a shit what you, you, me, Aaron, say. It's up to the boys. It's up to the coach. They, they can do whatever they think they can achieve. So, just go out, put it on the field, and just, you know, r- rub egg in our faces. As what are you thinking? Yeah, I've gone with the Dragons again this year. I went with them last year. I've gone with them again this year. Uh, things just don't seem to be going well for them. Uh, they still don't have Cody Ramsey. He's still uh, medically out of their team. Uh, the Junior Amone stuff, I think, is a massive distraction, and they just had a pretty torrid offseason. So, yeah, they lifted in that trial against us, but there's a there's a long season ahead, and I think... They might win their first game against the Titans next weekend, but I think overall the season's going to be a really tough slog for them. Uh, where do you predict the Tigers to finish? They look pretty similar to the last ones. We kind of covered covered that already. 14% um, of people said 15 17% of people said last. Sorry, 11, yeah, 17% of people said 17th. Uh, the highest vote, though, eighteen percent said fourteenth. So a bit of bit of hope there. Thirteenth, uh, twelfth, yeah. Look, six six people said we'll make the top eight. Uh, so yeah, we we will see. How many games do you think we win this year? As um, well, I think we'll win maybe about eight games. Well, that's what I'm hoping we'll win. Obviously, that's double the amount that we've won in both of the last two seasons. And I think based on the latter prediction I've done here, uh, that would put us probably around 13th. Yeah, that's the the highest voted. So 21% of people said eight wins this year. What are you thinking, Rob? Yeah, look, that's just it's such a, a weird question. Like, I, I really don't know. I, I put down four. I, I hope it's 14, you know, but it's just, like I say, it's not nice thinking, you know, that your, your team's not going to win many games. But you just, i just got to be honest about how you feel. Like I said, I, I really hope we make the eight. I hope, you know, and I know one thing, and I said it last year, if we win a few early games, the confidence levels will be so high that we'll be going into games, not worried about winning games. We'll just go out and play our, our normal game. But if, you, if you're going into, say, round six and, you know, we've had a buy and four losses or something, the pressure's just going to keep building. And I... I just don't want to see that. So I, I put down four, but, you know, I'm hoping it's a lot more than that. So I averaged out all the votes. It was 8.6 wins this year. So nine wins this year, according to the fans. All right, some of the best predictions. Daniel Perry, he said, Dream Ball Up will play Origin this year. Wow. Big call. Uh, Thomas said, Benji Marshall for Coach of the Year. Berkey said Bud Sullivan moved on to a new club by the end of 2024. Uh, Sonia said Lockie Galvin will win Rookie of the Year. I reckon, yeah, I reckon he's a chance for that. Uh, Connor Noon said Lockie Galvin will have the mortgage on the sixth jersey by season end. Yeah, I think that's a big chance as well. Phil Rogers, Phil Rogers said Rob to not have a rant during this season. Pretty, pretty good predictions there, really. I don't think I'm going to be having a rant. There's nothing. Uh, there's nothing rant about guys. We got we got rid of the deadwood. Uh, Matt said Bennett signs as coaching director at the Tigers. That'd be nice to see. That'd be really good. Mm. Gregory Noonan, do I he signs for the Super League for next year? Hope not. 
Uh, Simon Grant said John Bateman to leave the Tigers before years end. I, he's, he's vice captain. Wow. That's a that's a very brave one. Uh, Ronnie D, Alex Twal hat-trick. Make it happen. <laughs> but, um, like what, what would that pay? A thousand to one? Pigs will fly close, first. Like. Close to it. <laughs> uh, Alex says Stafford Tower to join Keith, Le- Keith Leilua and get it uh, four tries in a game. That'd be nice. Uh, Riley Backhouse said probably top try scorer. That'd be nice. If he if he's top try scorer, I think we're doing all right. Uh, Stephen NG said Luai to be playing at the Tigers by June 30. Look, no, no chance. No chance. That means no. the Panthers, a disaster at the Panthers. It's not going to happen. We don't, um, have the, we don't have the cap space for him anyway, so... Dom says yeah. Angus Angus Crichton to sign the Tigers effective immediately. I don't know why the Roosters would do that. Well, he, he's not named in their seventeen this week, which is quite interesting. So that that could mm. be the. Mm. Uh, Mitch said Tupu to leave the Tigers early, and we sign another outside back for next year. Look, if we're not going well, then yeah, that often happens. So. Uh, right on to memberships. I just asked everyone what they're doing with their membership. Before we year. move on, Josh, do you want me to give my yes. um my out of the box prediction? Oh, uh, yeah, it's about twally. Uh, well, I had two. Firstly, I said Caesar and Sullivan to combine for fifteen plus try assists each. Um, obviously, that was something we struggled with last year. I think those two will bring a lot more to the attack. And Twally to quadruple his career try tally, meaning he'll go from one try scored in his career up to four. So I'm three tries three for tries for the Twally for this year. In one game, apparently. Yeah, well that that would that <laughs> would be amazing, but I yeah. think probably what is more likely is three games where he scores one. Uh right at membership. So thirty eight percent of people said they renewed this year. Thirty percent said they weren't one last year and won't be this year. So opposite ends of the scale there. Uh about a quarter says so wasn't last year, but they are back for this year. That's Rob, yeah, uh, as you, as you and I are in the majority with the renewed, um, a few people said they're unsure. They remember last year, unsure about this year, um, and one person said they were last year, but they're not this year. So, uh, in terms of what tier, thirty, a third of our responses said non-ticketed memberships. Twenty-one percent said in a state. Uh, full season was six percent. That's obviously you as. 14% for Leichhardt only, which is me. Uh, it's 14% for Campbelltown only. What did you go with, Roberto, for this year? For, for which? For the bowl prediction? Membership. No, no, membership. Oh, no, no. Just, yeah, I've, got, I've got a family pass. I've got a family of four. So, for oh, I'm, the whole yeah, season? For the whole season, yeah, for Leichhardt and Campbelltown. Beautiful. Um, right Rob Stradamus, last the footy starts, um, well, starts this week, but full full proper round next week, maybe Rob Sudamas, but you've got, look, just quietly before we went on air, as you missed this, because you were running late, Rob said a horse was running over in Western Australia to get on it and we're waiting for you to come on. And I chucked a, chucked a tenner on it and it got up six to one. So if this form is anything to go by, he's, he's picked a few winners. What? How'd you go with your, tips last week Rob it was three out of four yeah, or we, something, we, got a, we, we had three tips last week we got a first a second and a first so we got two out of three right 
and we should have got three out of three, but the other horse missed the start and flew home like a train. Uh, and I would have done some NRL this week, guys, but to be brutally honest, I was really pissed off with the fact that the boys in Vegas are playing on much smaller fields and they're quite mm. narrower. So, like, if you want to be, like, a bit of a pessimist with a smaller field, you probably take a low-scoring game, like, you know, the score, like, no more than, say, like, between 31 and 40 points. I think that, that'll be the most we'll get. I can't see any games going above 40 points because when the field's compressed, you know, mm. how are you going to score points unless you're putting a, a kick or, you know, grub a kick or a you know, a bomb or something like that. So I just I just think they're going to be low-scoring games. And I, I like picking tri-scorers and stuff like that, but it's just too hard with a smaller field. So um, I just thought I'll go with this Cornella, which is uh, – can you read it out, Josh? My yep. eyesight's awful. So Race 7, numbers 1 and 9, Think It Over, and Fangirl. So Ramwick yeah. Race just, 7. Just, just one bet, and you should get between 3 and $4 there, and I, I think it's a lock. Absolutely right lock. For the Vegas game, so tipping, yeah, we'll do it's it's very making things very complicated this split round. But Rabbitohs and Broncos, all three of us have gone that. But look, overseas, anything can happen. So and yeah, the the smaller smaller ground, there'll be a bit of a grind, as Rob said. Yeah, I think they're coin flips. They're absolute coin flips. But you know, you've got someone. Footy's back, so we'll be um, be happy. Uh, anyone out there, if you'd like to promote your brand on the Westlife podcast, podcast at westlife.com. Get in touch with us. Um, Low grades for this weekend. So the girls uh, and the Magpies side of the juniors, they're playing at Camden uh, Kirkham Oval. So Lisa Fiola is at 10 o'clock. Tasha Gale at 11.30. Harold, uh, Balmain side of things, they're playing in Auckland. So they're at 11 a.m. local time and 1 p.m. local time, SG Ball and Harold Matz. Uh, back, yeah, so the Magpies, they're 1 p.m. and 2.30 p.m., Harold Matz and SG Ball. So four games back to back to back to back to back. Head out to Camden and watch our junior boys and junior girls going at it. Uh, the development MacArthur West Tigers, Andrew John's Cup, uh, playing at Centenary Oval, I don't know where Centenary Oval is um, in the country. Wouldn't have actually should have looked that up, but 10 a.m. and 12 p.m. against uh, who are they playing against? The Dragons. So it must be Wollongong Centenary Oval, I assume, down that way. Uh, Shouts to our Patreon subscribers, patreon.com forward slash Westlife. If you'd like to become a member, I don't know if the boys put and girls put anything in but we might save it because next episode we are going to do a mailbag so we'll go through questions send, send us a question for monday night show monday 8 30 p.m we'll just yeah send us some questions and fun things to talk about west tigers wise and we'll put it up on the screen we'll discuss it um yeah think of some fun things gussie he sent us another super chat so he sent, sent us two send us 10 What's bucks again What's he got to tonight? Say? So first one says, G'day, great Tiger humans. Josh, if you say this word smoothly within three attempts, I'll give you another five bucks, which he ended up doing anyway. Super, <laughs> super color, fragilistic, expert dough. We lost again. How's that, as? Uh, Gus? Gussie? Uh, and then <laughs> oh, oh, the, oh, the next one 
If the if the West Tigers management persists with fan degradation, I'll put my membership money into this fans podcast. Some of us aren't interim. It, uh, obviously referring to uh, yeah, Richo's comments the other night. But Gussie, another, another tenor. Thanks, man. Absolutely love you. The biggest fan, the Westlife, Westlife podcast, biggest fan. Love you, Gussie. Anything before we head out uh, Yeah, to the weekend? Uh, well, just, just quickly, I hope Aaron's not a Sydney Kings supporter, are you? Oh, do they lose? I am. They've lost seventy-six to eighty-three to the New Zealand Breakers. So yeah. that one does that mean they're out? They're out. Yeah. So, so the, the life of a West Tigers Sydney fan and in any of cricket teams as well, Aaron. You've had a you've had a tough road, haven't you? No, I, don't I really have watched the NBL as as a Sixers fan. Oh, I'm, is I'm, oh, I have the thunder. I'm the you're Thunder the, loser. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you've got no, you've my got the, teams. The the Kings what the Kings were back to back. You've got Premiers, the Nuggets, though. Right. At least the Nuggets win for you. You know, you've had, you've had, you've yeah. had a, bit of, a bit of success. Basketball. Like. Sydney Kings and Nuggets have won in the basketball. Denver Broncos suck. Sydney Thunder suck. Um, look, if I had to choose an APL team, I've always said Liverpool. They're on top of the moment, aren't they? Yeah, I think they're a point ahead of Man City. Yeah, so Liverpool are on top. I could name you one. I can't. I don't think I could name one APL player at the moment. Ronaldo? Is Ronaldo in the EPL at the moment? No. He's in he's in the Middle East, isn't he? No idea. Yeah. I don't know. Soccer. Um yeah, what other losing team? Good to have some real games the rugby league back this weekend anyway, guys. I just hundred percent. Really good fun. We'll get into the the NRL super coach and footy tips and it's all happening. Yep. Yep. Yeah the the episodes will start getting into their normal routine with everything getting Getting in the swing of things. Can't wait. As anything, any parting words before we head off? Um, just wanted to add that another one of the benefits of becoming one of the Patreon supporters of the show is you get to join a both a tipping league and a super uh, yes. coach league potentially as well, um, if space permits or we can create more. So that those are bonuses there. Um, compete against the likes of Josh, Rob, myself, and um, everyone else who's signed up to be a part of those, it's all good fun. We had a lot of fun last year. Someone has to, in the tipping one at the very least, dethrone Josh, who was who was the defending champ after last year because he absolutely belted us all around the park. Uh, I, I almost got about seven or eight points in the end in the tipping, weren't you, Josh? Nah, it was only a few in the end. Someone, I'm trying to think who it was, nearly ran me down in the end. I, I, I was like top. On the ESPN app, I think I was in... You were the, the top, top 50, weren't you? I think top yeah, got, 100 or something. Yeah. I like up to right up there. Or something, or top, and end up just like top 40 or something at some point, like mid season. Yeah. And the West Tigers, as a West Tigers comp, I was number one for a couple of weeks of, on that as mm-hmm. well. And then just completely choked the back end of the season and almost got run down in our comp. But Who won the Super Coach comp last year, Aaron? Uh, I don't actually remember. I just remember with the tipping in particular, I came home with a bit of a wet sail in the end. I think I was about 11 points behind Josh with about seven or so rounds to go. And I think I closed the gap to maybe about five. So <laughs> I okay. uh, got off to a sloppy start, but got back got back there in the end. And I uh, just want to also say a massive congratulations to the Matildas who are playing at the moment with 12 minutes left in regulation. Uh, they've obliterated the Uzbeks 9-0. 
known That's powerhouse, Uzbekistan. <laughs> what what so did Borat say about be... is it Uzbekistan? Kazakhstan, I think. Yeah, no, he was from Kazakhstan. He'd always bag out Uzbekistan. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's that's well, my lot. The, Matildas are, the Matildas are off to Paris for the Olympics, yeah. so that'll be awesome to Oh, is that them. what that game was for? Okay. Yeah, it's, this I mean, is it's... the second game of a two-part qualifier. Basically, in aggregate, they lead 12-0. So unless the Uzbeks score 12 goals or more than 12 goals in the remaining 12 minutes, the, hmm. the Aussie girls are off to Paris. All right. Yeah, I think our sporting program in this country is probably a bit better for females than Uzbekistan. But hey, I'm only guessing. Uh, good on you, Matildas. Good on you, West Tigers fans. And we'll see you Monday night for another episode. As always, boys, go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Thanks for listening to another episode of the West Life Podcast. Please follow us at West Life Pod on Instagram and Twitter and facebook.com forward slash westlifepod. You can also support and take part in the show at patreon.com forward slash westlife and give us a subscribe on YouTube and turn notifications on. We'll see you again next time on another episode of the Westlife Podcast. Podcast.